got a theory, it seems, about what's wrong with Kenny Pickett and, within that, how to fix it. I think I might have an idea about both of those things. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Kenny's off, okay? We can all see that. You don't have to be some advanced NFL analyst. You don't have to study the film a hundred times to see that plainly, painfully at times. And while there are obviously factors surrounding him that would be influencing that, not least of which is not having an NFL coordinator, a lot of it's just plain him. He's misfiring. He's misjudging. And he's just... He's just like nervous, you know, he's, he's he's getting the ball and moving to his right and then going over to his left and then flinging across his body. And then he's throwing a ball that he's got no business keeping in play. And it it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. It isn't good. Just on him. Just on him. But there's also this. Kenny's long showed a tendency to perform at his best when either the stakes are the highest or his back's perceived to be against the wall. This goes back to his time at Pitt, as you might imagine, and this includes the entirety of his rookie year, when every little thing he was doing, every little sequence in every little practice was being scrutinized, not by me and you, but by the people on the inside, by the coaching staff, by the evaluators, by the decision makers, by his teammates. And he handled that really well. Let's not forget that. Let's not rewrite 2022 just because 2023 is off to a lousy start. When Kenny was put into a position to go into Baltimore and win a football game, not everything went well, but in the fourth quarter, he did a pretty good Ben impersonation in rolling up the field and completing a really nice touchdown pass to Najee Harris. Roll to the left, little flick. Yeah, you remember it. Following week, needed to win again. Back to the wall, Browns at home. Took care of business. Got it done very similarly. Now, fast forward to this summer and this magical preseason that they had and Kenny having the perfect passer rating and everybody started to get a little bit of that swag and Kenny showed a little bit of it too. If you'll recall in that one touchdown celebration when he was waggling his shoulders toward the end zone, I believe it was a throw to Pat Fryermuth. And I'm not going to be an idiot here and suggest that he got complacent off of that because that's not his personality either. But what can happen, what can happen in those circumstances is that you think you're the guy, you believe you're the guy, and you'll lose, even if you don't want to, a little, little, little bit of that edge that made you the guy in the first place. 
So what I want to see this week in practices and then, of course, Sunday night in Las Vegas, I want to see him get a little bit mad. I want to see that edge. Maybe the first signs of that were in play yesterday with what was a little bit of an uncomfortable press gathering with Kenny before practice. I'm going to play you three different clips from that session. These were in order of the way they were asked. The first question was about the energy, if he feels good about the energy that's surrounding the offense. Yeah, it's who's there, man. People are going to be frustrated. We're not playing the way we want to play. No one likes this feeling, obviously, you know, from a fan base standpoint, from a being on the team. Nobody wants that, you know, offense out there that we're that we're putting out right now. we got to be better. We know we have to be better. So everyone's in here working and pushing towards that. Okay, next question was what are the conversations that are happening? What are the conversations that he's having with the offense this week? Um, you know, pretty much what I'm telling you right now, it's, it's very, you know, I, I can't give you guys some magical answer. I'm going to continue to be, you know, consistent with my message to you guys, consistent with the team. That way we're all pushing towards the same goal. So it's play the next play. This is not what we want to be. We understand that. We're going to get better. We're going to keep working at it. Um, it'll happen for us. Okay. And this last one was the one that seemed to set him off a little bit. For fairest context here, don't just listen to his words, but listen to the intonation because he was... He was smiling and even laughing a little bit as he answered it. It was about what conversations he's having with Matt Canada and how much the two of them go back and forth and look at the tape. We're going to keep pushing forward. We're going to get, I mean, I don't know how many times I'm going to give you the same. That is the message. You have to, you know, this isn't an easy game. You're playing good defenses that, you know, you got to continue to work. It's not going to happen overnight. I get it. You know, it, everyone wants those 40 point gains. They're not, it, it didn't happen right now. I get it. Um, we're going to continue to push for it. Everyone's showing up ready to work. And that's the goal. We're going to, we're going to get there. We just got to keep going. Picking up any edge there, picking up a little bit of, man, am I getting tired of this? I don't want to answer these stupid questions. I don't want to have to be answering what I think about the crowd chanting for the coordinator to be fired. I don't want any of this. I just want to play good football. I just want to put the offense into the best possible position it can be. I don't want people wondering whether or not I should be the quarterback. And if that's not your back against the wall, I don't know what is. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's what we'll see emerge Sunday night in Las Vegas. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. The law firm of Edgar Snyder & Associates has joined forces with Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett to make a difference in the community. They're supporting Connecting Champions, a local charity that asks pediatric cancer patients, what's your passion, and connects them to mentors who give these young patients an identity outside of their diagnosis. You can learn more about what Edgar Snyder and Associates and Kenny Pickett are doing in the community by visiting edgarsnyder.com slash giving back. Again, that's edgarsnyder.com slash giving back.
Today's J1Q comes from Evan, who says, Hey, DK, I love listening to your daily shots of Steelers and Penguins every day on my way to work. I'm hearing people accusing the Steelers of being a dirty team that has a history of getting away with dirty hits. I've seen many accuse Minka Fitzpatrick specifically of taking a cheap shot on Nick Chubb that caused his injury. From my view, the Minka hit was a standard play that defensive backs make to tackle tough runners. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Minka tackle, as well as the Steelers being a team with a history of playing dirty. I'm actually really not sure where that would come from, unless you're going back, meaning the latter point about the Steelers being dirty, unless you're going back to Mike Mitchell, you know, Ryan Clark was a, was a headhunter. Mike Mitch obviously was, these guys would go out there and They'd, they'd take you down. There were some accusations at the time that the Steelers were doing that methodically. And, you know, until they changed the rules, they did. Okay. But when you want to talk about trends, you got to come up with more examples than that and more significant examples than that. And I don't know who anybody would even be referring to. So presuming that's actually a thing, and I, I don't, recall seeing, hearing, or reading people suggesting that the Steelers were dirty. Uh, That's pretty easily debunked. As far as Minka's hit, uh, you might not like this answer. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I understand that Chubb is a really, really hard guy to bring down, and I understand that that's twice a challenge for any defensive back, even one who's as good a tackler as Minka is. But I have a, a stance, and I take this across all sports, that to an extent, you're responsible for your actions regardless of the intent. I know that there are a lot of people in this debate and discussion right now who are saying, well, Minka's not that player. He's not dirty. He's not someone who has that reputation. And that's true. And I believe that. And I believe that Minka wouldn't have had any intent. I don't believe that Minka's going down there to take out Chubb's knee and to take out his career. I don't believe that for a split second. But that doesn't mean you're not responsible for what you do. And you're coming in sideways on a guy. You do see, you have to see that Cole Holcomb has him wrapped up. And you're coming in low. If you don't legislate against actions like that, then you don't sufficiently put it into the player's head that the player shouldn't be doing that. You don't create that natural borderline instinctive sense that this isn't okay. I I can't be down there. I can't be tackling someone low. Now, the football purists and so forth will say, well, where do you want us to tackle? You took away the head. You took away this. You took away that. You can't have everything be arm tackles around the waist. You can't have everything be a shoulder to the chest. And that's true. And I sympathize with the people who make their money on that side of the football because increasingly, They're being asked to do things that they didn't even do while they were growing up playing football or playing it in college. 
even playing it earlier in their own NFL careers. And that can be painful. In some cases, and I've already mentioned Mike Mitch, it can cost you the remainder of your career. Mike Mitch was out as soon as those rules changed. Did you notice that? So my answer to you, the best, most honest answer I can give you is that I don't like the hit. I don't believe there was intent, but I don't like the hit. And I wish that the type of hit, same as all cut blocking, same as anything that goes low on the legs, would be legislated out of the game. And if that means fining people, if that means suspending people, okay, but I'll take that over losing a Nick Chubb to this sport. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Going to do another one of these tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.